You just told yourself to shut up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I know, because it's stupid. This is Then You Ruined It, the podcast that will last until one of us makes it weird. Hope you have a short commute. So, growing up, like most young men, I looked up to my father as an example of what a man could be and also most definitely should not be. And there were a lot of things I'm like, man, when I grow up, I want to be just like him. And there's other times I'm like, if I'm anything like this man, I will kill myself because I have wasted everything. This is the, <laughs> this is the story about how I learned I'm more like my dad than I care to admit. But I might be okay with it. Let's start by telling what my dad did. All right, so my dad goes up to Yellowstone a lot. Uh, he used to live not very far from there, so Yellowstone was a place he went quite often. And Yellowstone has changed a lot in the last 30 years. Have you ever been to Yellowstone? I don't think you've ever... I have not, no. I've never been to the Northwest. All right. It's just the West. Never been West. Never been West of <laughs> a certain point in Kansas. Actually, no, that's not true. New Mexico. Oh, okay. That's his West. Well, that, anyway. but that was a long time ago. Like, I barely remember it. I was so young. So, <laughs> I remember seeing Major League and my uncle, like, having to cover my eyes do, during the nudie parts. It's like, all I remember about <laughs> you that. You had to trip. go all the way to New Mexico to see the nudie version? I mean, we also went to, like, a hot air balloon, like, festival, but I don't remember that at all. Because there weren't boobs. I mean, if you look at them from a certain angle, they kind of look like it, but no. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> like sandbags. So anyway, so we were, he goes to Yellowstone a lot, and Yellowstone's changed a lot over the years. It used to be, uh, before the reintroduction of wolves, that there were herds of buffalo and elk that would just take over the park. Like you, There were entire stretches where it was really hard to drive because there were so many buffalo just crossing the road. And there was a time when we were up there, and this must have been after the wolves were introduced, but before they had really taken a toll on the herds, because there was a pretty good-sized herd on the road and my dad, an old pro, he knows how to how to get through Yellowstone. He's got the annual pass. He's there probably once a month. And he's we're driving up, and we can tell he, there's all these these cars in the way. And he's like, oh, they're stuck behind a bunch of buffalo again. These people don't know how to drive around buffalo. And we were stuck behind this guy who was stuck behind a buffalo. And th- there's only so much you can do. When there's a buffalo in the road. Like, that, that kind of limits your options. But my dad was not having it. He's like, get, go through it! We're trying to get somewhere else! <laughs> and finally, the buffalo gets out of the road, and this guy zooms ahead and gets, gets out of there. And so my dad starts moving forward, and then this other huge, massive buffalo starts making its way across the road, and my dad's like, oh no! I ain't stopping for this. And he just accelerates right at this buffalo. And the buffalo is like, oh, crap. I didn't know they could do that. And it ran away. And I'm like, my dad is fearless. Or stupid. I don't know what he Stupid. Is. Definitely stupid. He's very lucky to have won that fight. Apparently not, because apparently he's gone through that. So, all right. So that's that's my, my, my late childhood. So we go camping. Uh, kind of celebrate the end of summer a couple weeks ago. And we were looking at all the things to do in the area, and they had what they called the Wild Game Farm, which was, uh, it was the, the 
supposed to be like one of those bear encounters where you drive around and you can see bears and stuff. At least that's how the, the ads made it look. I'm like, cool, that'll be fun. We'll go drive around and see some bears. We go there and they're like, okay, you, you stay in your car. Here you go. Here's uh, for three bucks, you can get a loaf of bread that you can feed to the animals. And they're like, oh, so you can kind of like interact with them? They're like, yeah, you can do it. The animals that, so there's like three sections. There's this first section where you're going to drive around a bunch of deer and llamas and uh, wild sheep and stuff. And they'll come up to your car and you can feed them. You can do whatever you want there. Just don't stop on the, the cattle guard so that the animals are safe. And like, okay, we can do that. And like, then there's this other section you're going to drive through. Uh, this is where like all our carnivores are. So they're actually away from the car a little bit. They're in their own enclosures, but you can still get a good look at the bears and the wolves and stuff like that. Like, okay, that's awesome. And then like, and then we, we have our buffalo and elk area. Do not stop your car in the buffalo and elk area. This is very important. Like it says that everywhere. So we get going, we go through, we go through the, the first area. This area was nice. It had some nice deer. It had some, a lot of llamas and stuff like that. And then it had a section that was wall-to-wall -wall yaks. And these yaks were all over the car. They were up in your grill, quite literally. They would lick the side of your car trying to entice you to feed them bread. And my son started getting really grossed out. And he's like, Ugh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is too creepy. And so I thought, ah, Here's a moment to father my child and help him overcome this. So I turned to my son and was like, son, if you put a half a piece of bread in your mouth and stick your head out there and let a yak eat it from your mouth, I will pay you $100. Dang. <laughs> the bet is going deep. <laughs> I'm willing to pay for this. And he's sitting there for a moment. And he's like, no. Yes. I will do that. I'm like, oh, crap. He's going to do it. Our friend in the back seat's like, 100 bucks? I'll do it. Here, give me the bread. I'm like, dude, I'm not giving you 100 bucks. This is, I'm trying to father here. So he 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 uh he was, he was like, okay, we're, we're away from the other yaks. Here comes a nice little baby yak. I'll stick the bread in my mouth. I'll stick my head out the window, and it'll it'll be fine. And then the biggest yak I've ever seen comes and cuts that little baby yak off and comes up towards my son who recoils in fear, hides in the car and rolls up the window. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then everyone's like, well, Steve, you set this bar. You need to clear it. I'm like, ah, I, I guess I do, don't I? So I had to stick a slice of bread in my mouth, stick my head out the window and let this big old yak lady in the tramp me as it took the bread. It's a great idea. No notes. <laughs> so um we go and then we go to the the bear area it was fine the the bears were cool i like bears wolves are cool i like wolves they had a tiger it was pretty neat um they had a bunch of raccoons and everyone's like why do you have raccoons we're camping there's raccoons everywhere no one wants to go see your raccoons but you know at that point if they didn't lead with the raccoons they were kind of stuck in there like filler raccoons at the zoo are like lettuce at subway I can see that, I guess. Yeah. Reading a novel over there? <laughs> no, no. While you're talking about it. Uh, so we, uh, somewhat nearby, three hours, two and a half hours away, whatever it is, we have a safari park that's very similar to what yeah. you're talking about, where you drive through and they have the animals in different areas. And like you said, there's certain areas where there's like, oh, don't stop in this area. If you stop, you may not go again. Like you may have to be rescued and that will take forever. So don't do that. So no, we have, we have lots of pictures, but I have a video as well of my wife trying to feed an emu 
<laughs> and she has like a bucket of feed, like a big old bucket, because that's what they give you at this place. And she's laughing so hard, she's basically peeing her pants. And I mean, it, it it's just... It literally his entire head and neck comes in our car and it's like trying to peck at this stuff and it's flying all over the car, all over us, all over the emu. It takes the entire bucket anyways. It's like, uh, no, this is mine now. Thanks. <laughs> and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I, I'm driving and my wife is in the passenger seat. So she's, you know, doing most of the food stuff. I did some, but uh, yeah, we used to have so many pictures and videos from that time because... There's, there's really cute parts where, you know, my daughter feeds an alpaca and it sticks most of its head in the car and she's feeding it. And, but So we'd taken two trips, one when she was young and then one when my son was young. And there's a moment in both trips where, you know, they're, they're cool animals, yay! And they look away for just a moment and they look back and the animal's head is fully in the car. <laughs> and they scream. Just bloody murder like, oh my god, I'm gonna die! It's like, okay, we gotta go, we gotta go. So... Having experienced just those controlled moments, again, we're on, you're on a road. It's a, in places it's just dirt, but it's, it's a road. You're supposed to stick to that and you can feel the, feed the animals where you want. Your dad saying like, that buffalo has to move and driving at that buffalo. <laughs> my experience would have been, my car is going to break. So yeah, that's what led us to the buffalo and elk area where, sorry, I feel like I, I need to correct myself. I've been saying buffalo. They were bison, but shut Close up. enough. <laughs> Even I'm not that pedantic. <laughs> I'm not sure who you know. Someone I, out there, I, a, ve- a very Steve person. I was going to say, you just, told, you just told yourself to shut up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I know, because it's stupid. They're not buffalo, they're bison. Shut up. You shut up. I don't want to shut up. <laughs> I don't need you for this podcast, Jason. I'm going to argue with myself. That's fine. I'm going to enjoy looking bison. through my family photos from five years ago. That's that's fine. I'm good. I'm set. So we we get into that area. And sure enough, the elk and the buffalo will just mob your car. And that's why they say, don't stop. You're going to get surrounded. But people stop. They literally had a guy. There was a a trail on the outside that you're supposed to drive on, like an actual paved road. And then there was an inner trail, like a dirt road, where just this dude would just drive in a circle all day. I can assume this is his whole job on a megaphone saying, don't stop your car. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. He's just yelling constantly at people to move their car keep going the problem with this system is it's a single lane road surrounded on by animals so if, if the yahoo in front of you stops you have to stop there's no option and then you also get mobbed by animals so the yahoo in front of me stopped so i had to stop so i got mobbed by animals and now we've got buffalo or bison <laughs> right up in the window of my car and this buffalo has stuck its entire head in my window and is like rooting around trying to like find stuff. I'm like, I don't have any food. I don't, have, I'm like trying to have a conversation. I'm trying to roll up the window, but its head is just there. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> that's that's what you do. You try and reason with these animals and they're just not listening. It's frustrating. So then the car in front of me finally goes and I'm like, oh, this is my opportunity to go. But there is a buffalo's head in my window. So I put my hand on it and I pushed it out and I went. Yeah. And as I'm doing, I'm like, my dad would have done that. I've become my dad. <laughs> Somewhere your dad's just sitting there chopping up vegetables for the salad or something and just looks up. My boy was just like me. <laughs> I felt it. 
he goes up to the fireplace, puts his hand on the family crest, and underneath where it says in old Gaelic, we don't take no shit from buffaloes. <laughs> and he's like, there we go. I thought you were going to say he puts his hand on the, the buffalo's head that he has hanging over the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> he's become a man today. <laughs> yeah, no, they, the buffalo were, as long as you didn't get swarmed by them, they were okay. And like you said, that's... it. it I think most of the place we were at, it's it's kind of a two lane, which is on purpose because it's like, okay, if you if somebody gets stuck over here, you go around them because we got to keep this thing moving. We can't have this jammed up because that's what this whole business is built on. But at some point during, bo- I, think, I think we did two drives each time we went, so I probably done it four times. Every single time, oh my, just at some points the stress is just like, no, no, we can't. Uh, okay, there's people honking at me. I can't go. I can't go. No, no, you don't talk. No, no, we can't. No, I can't go. Okay, fine. I'm going to go and I'm going to kill this bird. I'm going to kill, watch it. I'm just, I'm, okay, just tell me when I'm getting close. Tell me when I'm getting close. Am I pushing it? It's, it's, it's scraping the car. Like its feathers are scraping the car. Well, I I have to drive past it. These people are yelling at me. It's like, you told me to go. <laughs> Whose idea was it? Who's enjoying this? Exactly. That's that's at some point I have to say that. Like when we finish the one drive, then you can do another thing where you walk through basically a zoo. You walk through another area where you can see the other animals, you know, and interact with them or just see them behind the glass and everything. And it's like, okay, we're gonna go do another drive after lunch, right? And I'm just like, I no, no. Well, it's like I'll drive. You can just sit. And I'm like, how does that make it better? I have no control over the situation. <laughs> it's more stress. The only way I can get out of it is to run, and then I'm dead because one of these animals killed me. So that's when she looks like I know Jason, and you need. Yes, to go exactly. What I just did. That you have it coming. <laughs> I always wanted to see a. a, a car- I'm trying to think of that. It's the bird that look it's a big bird, but it has like the terrible claws, like will like tear you. Oh, a crossaway. That, that something like that. Yes, that doesn't even sound right. That's <laughs> close. Yes, cassowary, cassowary. Yeah, I think that's right. They they had those, and that they, you know they like I I died by that bird, which is kind of cool. You know, it's a cool way to go. Yeah, not, I wasn't really on safari. I was in Virginia. <laughs> I was not, <laughs> in Africa, and I got killed by a wild animal. It's a wild animal they told me to stay away from, but. <laughs> you know, at least it's a story to tell once you get to heaven. Exactly. That's what I told my son. Like, after I fed the yak in the most sensual way imaginable, he's like, wow, dad, you're right. You do have to make your own adventures. And I'm like, I know. Now, if I get really sick and die, make, make this sound cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't tell my story. Tell the story you made up that sounds cooler. <laughs> Why did your dad die from yak pox? Well, <laughs> you see... It's only transmitted through <laughs> bodily fluids. And my dad. He was covered. I mean, <laughs> just head to toe yak spit. It was gross. He lost a bet, so he had to rub bread all over his body and roll around on the floor in front of the yak. Yeah, well, I, especially that first trip where the, the we didn't know about the big birds that would just eat all the feed and get all over the car. We were cleaning out the little food pellets for months later, maybe even years. I still would find them underneath like fl- the mats on the floorboard. And just like, oh, well, remember that one trip? Yep, there's still this crap all over the place. And, I mean, you can look back on it fondly then, but man, I know they'll want to go back again sometime soon. And I just, uh, I just dread it because I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> I have to go. Yeah. Don't stop for the buffalo. I've, I've noticed this is a theme in all your, your vacations. 
don't make me do that again. The family had a great time. They enjoyed it. It stressed me out because there was a bird. I mean, that's different than, like, you know, a bird buzzed my head. No, this is a giant bird that would kill me if I got out of the car. So I had to put up with it sticking its entire half body in my car while I tried to drive away. And that's when you put your hand firmly on the side of its head and you push. I did not want to get pecked by drive. that thing. I did, I did like, drive with it, like, its neck in my car. <laughs> just, like, driving, and it's, like, walking along, just like, dude, 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 not cool. <laughs> I gotta get out of here first. <laughs> dude, we talked about this. <laughs> this is my area. I can't leave it. Don't take me to the zebras. No, no. <laughs> dude, come on. This could devolve into a whole other story, but there was this one time we went to a bird sanctuary in China, and there was these big red crested cranes like the big beautiful graceful cranes that you see in chinese paintings and stuff and there was one of those and because of my immense amount of body hair i am known as the monkey king when i go to china <laughs> what oh come on we've i get to laugh about at that and i get to laugh at that for a full minute <laughs> in the years that we've talked how have i never heard because of my body hair i'm known as the monkey king in china <laughs> have i really never brought this up my so, uh, all right. So, I've spoken Chinese for 20 years now. And when you start learning Chinese, generally you get a Chinese name because Steve particularly has two consonant sounds and both of those are not in the Chinese language. So, it's kind of a dick move to expect people to be able to say a name that they just have no reference for the s or the v sounds. So, which are very important to me. So, I got a Chinese name. And my first one, because of my immense amount of body hair, was Sun Wukong, which is the name of the great mythical monkey king. And I'd, I'd be like, oh, hi, my name is Sun Wukong. And they're like, why? And then I'd hold my arm up and they'd be like, oh, that's a good name for you. And they loved me from then on. <laughs> well, then I got married and my father-in-law, like he, he put up with it for a while. But by the time we had kids, he's like, you need like an adult's Chinese name and I'm giving you a better one. That's a damn shame. This was before then. So I was still the Monkey King. And if you've ever watched a old school Kung Fu movie, you would know that the five animal schools of Kung Fu, you have tiger, dragon, mantis, crane, and of course, monkey. So I had to get a picture of me in monkey stance going up against this crane. So I get in full monkey stance as this crane comes before me. My wife's taking the picture. Well, the cranes thought, well, hey... If he's going to insult my master's school, we must fight to the death. So it goes at me and starts trying to bite me. <laughs> and the picture is now me going, oh, crap! <laughs> this bird actually wants to fight! <laughs> Those are some of the best dad photos that will endure. And they should definitely play on the uh, the recurring loop at your funeral. <laughs> Just like, remember when he tried to fight a monkey? <laughs> he thought he was monkey style. Oh, he almost died that day. <laughs> Anyways, he choked on that chicken bone, and that's what really got him. <laughs> we always knew the birds would yeah, get him. We really wished it would have been that monkey, but uh, beggars can't be choosers. So uh, you were talking about the bird sanctuary, and this reminds me of our visit to a bird area. It's called uh, Parrot Mountain in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, as we were talking about earlier. And this is one picture of me hanging out with my bird friend. Uh, look at us. <laughs> look what happened in the next picture. Aww. He decided to take a chomp out of me. <laughs> He got a hold of one of my skin tags and was like yanking it off. I'm like, ah! 
ah! I was like, it, it became so much not fun so quickly. I was like, yeah, that's cool having a bird on me. Oh, his claws kind of hurt. And they just bit me. It was like, ow! I don't want to be a pirate! <laughs> like birds! Meanwhile, my daughter has like two hanging on her shoulder and she's just like, this is so much fun. I think the most she got was peed on that day. So, I love the idea of a bird biting your skin tag. I like to think that that was actually a cancerous growth that you didn't have diagnosed yet, and the bird removed it for you, free of charge, because birds are the best dermatologists. Well, full disclosure, it didn't remove it, it just bit it, so it did not actually do anything. (laughs) Maybe it tried to convince me, hey, you should get this looked at now, but that was was not the, the end resolution that day. It just bit and hurt. So fun, sweaty day. But yes, that's the main thing I remember from it is that whenever we talk about it, it's like, hey, remember that bird that bit dad? (laughs) We all took turns putting it on our fingers and everything. Oh, look how cute this bird is. And then when it got on me, it was just like, oh, let me remove that for you. (laughs) Well, Jason, here's the thing. Animals can smell fear and they're all bullies and they will just torment the crap out of whoever's the most fearful. I mean, I, sure. As soon as I walk in with my my tall hair and my my relative tallness, and they say, "He's the one." <laughs> it was your hair. That's your plumage. I could have been You're like a bird with the plumage, and the, the bird's like they're oh, threatened. You want you want to get into a plumage measuring contest? Yeah, they were threatened. Right, step like, up. No, and I got to stand for that. Literally, I'll take you down a <laughs> down a level or two. No, that makes much more sense. That yeah, that's totally what it was. I shouldn't have walked in looking like a bird. My bad. You tried to get with their ladies. That I did not do. I did not try any bird humping. <laughs> but they didn't know that. You you came dressed for bird humping and they're like, well, you got to protect what's ours. <laughs> uh, if you go back and listen to previous episodes, we have talked about like ma- human mating dances recently. So <laughs> felt it relatively recently. So uh, don't know why. I guess the end of summer is making us think of... <laughs> retaining our mates for the the cold winter months to come seriously jason you ruined it if you want to express your displeasure with him me or the show in general you can find us on twitter i am at idahobo and jason is at the jason sigler we also do a web comics review podcast called digital strips 